Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Girlfriend Network here on the Love Zone USA. Happy Monday night to all our wonderful listeners out there. We hope that you're having a great start to your week, and we are welcoming you here right on the Girlfriend Network where women stay connected. I am my lovely Nicole Martin. Are you there? I am. Hello. How are you? Tonight is Emmy Nunn. Yes. Very exciting, right? Yes. Have you been keeping any anybody that you want to win, anything like that? I have not. I'm so out of the loop right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so, like, detached from reality right now. I've been so busy. So um, I know that they're happening, but as far as anything else, I don't have a clue. So I'll just wait and see and check later to see who was wearing what and who won what. So, um, exactly. do you I have want to know the winners? Um, right. I, yeah, that's, I always want to know who's going to win. And I just love to see like who gets nominated in the categories and then out of that, who ends up going away with it. But, um, yeah, I, I, was, I was watching the red carpet and it looked okay. like a lot of fun. I felt like a lot of people were missing. I, I didn't see, um, I thought I was going to see Priyanka Chopra there, um, and I was excited to see her and Nick Jonas. And so, yeah, I, I'm, let's see. Um, I'm, I also just kind of, I like the quick recap version of a lot of the award shows, you know. I want to be like, okay, right. cool, this, this, and this one. Oh, this is a show I didn't know about. Let me, let me see what's going on there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but it's good. How have you been? How has your week been so far? Um, I've been good. My week is crazy. My business exploded. Um, so I'm very overwhelmed. Inokin Fitness is kicking butt right now. So thank you, everybody, for you know for your support. My website's going crazy. Uh, my hometown is going crazy because I've dabbled in doing, like, some sports stuff, you know, um, Eagles and Cowboys and Giants, and I don't know if you guys have seen my stuff. you got to see it. It's really cute. And, um, yeah, so I've been, I call it in the trap with that and gym and work, and um, I'm being honored this weekend, so that's really surprising um, by someone that actually this person, I give all the credit to getting me started in the business many, many years ago because he approached me about doing, like, my first, like, urban runway fashion show, and from there... I modeled with him for several years thereafter. And through his production company, I was able to make other, you know, um, connections and network and get out there and spread my wings a little bit. So, you know, I always give him just due, and he is the one that is honoring me um, this weekend. So I'm super excited about that. It's very unexpected and very humbled. So, um yeah, and then I'm excited. I got to talk about this because um, hopefully most of you, I reside in Trenton, New York, New Jersey. So I rep Trenton. I actually live in Ewing, but I rep Trenton because it's like side by side. It don't even matter. Everybody's always like, it don't matter. You're from Trenton. Don't even matter. So Trenton, um, shout out to Debbie Williams. They're doing their first like fashion week. So it's called Trenton Fashion Week, but it's actually one day, one night. So I'm not sure uh-huh. what that, you know, why that is. It's called week, but it's one day. But anyway, on September 29th, Trenton is actually going to do its first, like, big extravaganza with fashion, um, you know, featuring some local designers right here from my hometown and those, you know, within central Jersey. So I've been invited to that as a VIP guest. 
So I'm super stoked um, about that. Oh, I can't wait fun. to see that. It's been in the works for a year. Like this um, woman has been working on this event for a year. So kudos to her. I just want to wish all the models and designers and anyone involved with the production a lot of love. And, um, you know, good luck and blessings. And I'm excited. So Oh, I know that was a mouthful, guys. I'm sorry. But <laughs> um, No, that's that's amazing. That sounds that sounds so cool and that's really amazing. Hey, always rep in Trenton, that's awesome. Um, you know, I'm I'm also really excited uh, about this week because I'm excited about our show tonight. Um yes. basically talking about how to be positively plant powered. And we're so we're so grateful. We're gonna have the wonderful Haley Thomas uh join us in a little bit. And for those of you who don't know her, she is a young girl. She's only 17, a young woman. Young, right? <laughs> so amazing, so intelligent. Um, she is an international speaker, um, vegan food and lifestyle influencer, and um, I believe she's the youngest uh, certified integrative health coach in the United States. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, she's the CEO of a nonprofit. I mean, she's amazing. She's. We're really excited to talk to her about, you know, just – being healthy and understanding what mm. is going on in the communities today and what, how to kind of balance out your diet. And someone, you know, Nicole, you're super into fitness, so I know that you're into all things health-related. And I recently became a little healthier, um, so I am really excited Yay. to get these tips from her. Me too. So we will For be um, right back talking all things about health and being positively plant-powered right after um, our first song, which is Grown Woman by Beyonce.
Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you're listening to... The Love Zone USA, where you can listen to your heart, and we live and learn. and learn. Hey, welcome back to the Girlfriend Network, where it's me, Nacone, with my co-host, Karishma, and we're going to be talking about being positively plant-powered with our guest tonight, Holly Thomas, or is it Haley Thomas? So, listeners, you want to talk to us? Call in 347-539-5729. Also, follow us on IG for our upcoming shows and topics at the underscore girlfriend underscore network. So, Karish, I understand our guest is here, so I'm going to bring her in. Haley, are you here? Yes, hi. Hi. Now, Haley, is it Haley or Holly? It's Haley. Haley. Okay, Haley. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. I'm super excited because both Karish and I um, were into fitness, and um, I'm struggling with my diet. So I'm really happy and excited to talk to you about being um, plant-powered because, true story, this is a real struggle for me. So before we get into all that, Tell us about yourself. You're um, only a baby. You're 17 years old, and you have accomplished so much already, which is very impressive. I'm in awe of you. So tell our listeners um, about yourself. Sure. Well, um, essentially, I guess kind of the recap of everything that I do. Um, I'm a vegan health activist, a international speaker, and the CEO of the Happy Organization, and Happy um, is my nonprofit, and it's actually an acronym. It stands for Healthy, Active, Positive, Purposeful Youth, and we teach plant-based nutrition and culinary education to kids all across the country, mainly in underserved communities, and um, it's really with the goal to just empower young people with the knowledge and tools um, about health and wellness so that they can further feel their potential in future. That's amazing. And where can our listeners find you? Um, well, I'm of course, on, yeah, I'm of course on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Haley Thomas, H A I L E, no Y Thomas, T H O M A S, and then um, on Twitter, it's my same name, but Haley V Thomas um, at, as my at. And then you can also visit my website, HaleyVThomas.com for recipes and um, learning more info about what I do. That's amazing. So, um, Haley, I'm, well, again, we are so impressed with you. We're so grateful that you're here on the show, um, you know, being here with us and, you know, giving us information, giving us all the knowledge as well as to our listeners. Now, you um, founded your nonprofit when you were only 12 years old. Is that correct? 12? Yes, yes. So what, yes. what led you to that direction? How did you get so motivated, um, you know, being 12 and just kind of being a kid and enjoying it all? What brought you to lead it, getting involved with this, like, nonprofit life? Yeah, um, my journey has definitely been uh, one that is, has been completely unexpected and something that has just kind of organically um, grown and continued to develop and um, it's something I'm just super grateful for, and I, it's very unorthodox in how I fell into it, but my journey um, really kind of leading up to the nonprofit and everything that I do now started with um, my dad, and he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when I was around 8 years old, and so um, kind of my introduction to health and wellness started there, and I, um, from basically like as long as I can remember, I've always been a foodie and interested in food, but not necessarily the health part. And so um, when my dad was diagnosed with um, his condition, that really forced our family to look at food beyond flavor and um, see it as something that can be functional and can be used to truly heal and kind of uh, add superpowers to our bodies and make us feel our best and um, be our best ultimately. And so through this journey, you know, my mom, um, and dad, when they first kind of got the diagnosis and um, understood what was in the medication and the side effects, um, my parents immediately looked into alternative options because side effects were like internal bleeding and like even death, you know, and so it's 
wasn't like mm-hmm. the medication was necessarily a cure either. It was just kind of going to hold right. the condition at bay. And so um, with that and those horrible side effects, um, my mom just really spearheaded looking into food as medicine and um she included me and my little sister in that process. Even though we were super young, she wanted us to understand what was going on and truly didn't sugarcoat anything in the process and um, included us in watching documentaries and going to the bookstore and reading up on superfoods and things like that and um, then going into the kitchen and applying all the things that we were learning, uh, whether that was learning about organic foods or factory farming or reading food labels, whatever it may be. Um, we were a part of that entire process. So for me, that experience really opened my eyes to just a lot and the food system and just how complex it is and how incredibly powerful food can be um, to harm or to heal. And so through that journey, um, we were ultimately able to reverse my dad's type 2 diabetes just through healthy lifestyle changes, no medication. And um, that was like the ultimate example. Uh, Yeah, that was just the ultimate example of Uh how incredible um, food is and how incredibly powerful, you know, fruits and vegetables and grains and legumes and um, those things are, not only with their benefits, but also with their versatility. And at that point, I was just really happy and excited and I had a lot of information and I also had this newfound knowledge of, you know, my generation also struggling with issues like um, diseases like uh, childhood obesity and type 2 diabetes and heart disease and just realizing all of this and then also noticing that my peers were not educated on these same topics um, was really a shock for me. And so that really motivated me to uh, try and share my voice as much as possible. And I really didn't know how to do that at first. I was definitely like, if you can imagine in your mind, that annoying kid who like comes to school with a quinoa salad and, um, you know, and everybody else is like eating their pizza and, even though I had been there at, at one point, I just had so much information. I would, like, scream at my friends for having pizza, and I'm like, you guys are clogging your arteries. Like, what are you doing? Try my quinoa salad, and, like, nobody could connect to that at all um, because, you know, that awareness just wasn't even there. And so realizing that my efforts to just kind of, like, shove facts down um, people's throats was kind of, like, not working, and I realized that quickly, and I just kind of went to my mom and, but that I wanted to do something about it and share this message in a actually productive way. And we started doing research, and eventually I um, joined a youth advisory board for an organization that helps kids talk about health and wellness in their communities. And kind of from that opportunity, I got to get into speaking and things like that and then eventually um, formed a nonprofit. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is amazing. I, you know, I am so mm-hmm. impressed, and it's so crazy because mm-hmm. I think that so many people out there don't realize how important food is. You know, you they or it's like they don't understand the effects. And the fact that you were able to reverse your dad's type two diabetes without the use of medication is mm-hmm. amazing. And I think Powerful. so many people are probably in shock by that because they think that medicine has yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's funny think... that you say that. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Haley. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, talking about how, you know, the importance of food is, um, I'm really seeing awakening um, amongst a lot of people, you know, especially my friends and people in my generation. I'm a lot older than both of you. So, like, I grew up in the generation where my elders would say, you know, oh, so what? Go ahead and eat it. Something's going to kill you anyway. So, you know, go ahead and eat that pork or go ahead and have those ham hocks and go ahead and throw that extra butter in there. It don't matter. You're going to die of something. You know, it's your time. It's your time. But, you know, as I gotten older, I'm like, um, wow, I'm really, like, the more people that I talk to about their journey with food, like, I hear the word, you know, vegan a lot, vegetarian a lot. Um, so I'm just like, wow. So here's my thing, guys. Um, I've been reading up on some stuff and listening to people's stories, and I now believe that, you know, we are what we eat, of course. But even yeah. more so when it comes to health and things like cancer, and I'm learning about, you know, what they're putting in um, 
these meats and these byproducts, and I'm scared shitless. So what I've done, and I posted it on Facebook, I did some research of what it really means to be a, va- a vegan versus a vegetarian versus a pescatarian. And I found an interesting term called flexitarian, and I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. that, Haley. So that's my thing right now. I love meat, guys. Like, I love it. I love beef. I love pork. Like, give me ribs, and I'm not coming up for air until they're gone. Mm-hmm. So, but I've committed to... Um, being a flexitarian, and I went eight days straight without eating any meat, and I'm really proud of myself. And I'm not eating as much meat, but I'm still eating meat. But I want to slip over to your side, Haley. But I'm struggling because the problem is I don't like anything. I don't like fish. I don't eat seafood. I'm not really sure when we talk about being plant-powered, what plants or what vegetables or what is healthy or what kind of dishes um, I should be eating or focusing on. So can you help me and um, the listeners with that? What are your recommendations for getting started to crossing over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I totally understand where you're coming from, and I think just with health and our health journeys in general, we definitely – um, need to make our journeys more relatable and um, something as to where it's just a community where we're sharing our experiences and journeys without judgment because I um, most definitely, like, five years ago um, was enjoying ribs and steak and chicken and every single animal um, that I could get my hands on. And so, um, you know, I can relate to that experience, especially coming from a Jamaican family, um, you know, the food that I ate was always incredible and um, was often very heavy in meat and very scarce um, in veg- with vegetables. And so I can completely relate to that experience. And I think um, your efforts already to being flexitarian um, is, a, is a great start. I think that it's okay to have different entry points and to kind of dip your toes into it. And the more plants that you're eating ultimately – Um, the healthier you will be. And I think it's kind of like crowding out and just kind of experimenting with the dishes that you're trying, the vegan dishes that you're trying and making. And, um, you know, my best advice is to just honestly get creative with it. I think sometimes when we um, think about health or going vegan or whatever it may be, we have a lot of um, different ideas about what that looks like it just must be like dry lettuce with you know a few tomatoes thrown on top or whatever it may be but I think um, kind of changing that perception by going out to vegan restaurants every once in a while even if you're not fully committing to the lifestyle just slowly but surely introducing yourself to um, the incredibly versatile and expansive um, kind of lifestyle that this is I think doing that is really great um, whether that's cooking at home and trying new recipes or um, going to restaurants. And more and more we're seeing so many incredible restaurants. And um, living here in New York, it's, like, insane um, just how amazing the restaurants are here. But I think in terms of just dipping your toes in, it's just really doing those kind of realistic things. And, you know, for me, um, I went vegan overnight, actually, and it was – a decision that I made kind of spontaneously. I wasn't really planning on it at all, but I mm-hmm. um, like read an article about red meat um, contributing to turning on cancer cells. And for some reason that day, it just really hit me. Like I felt like I had the power to make a choice that was um, better for myself. And I also wanted to explore the entire world of plant foods. And um, this was four years ago. So it wasn't as trendy as it is now, but it, it was, like, on the rise um, in terms of being more accepted by, I guess, our society at this point. But, um, you know, it wasn't something that I really – I didn't really take slow and steady steps. I just kind of jumped into it because I wanted to do something new, and I also wanted to um, test my creativity. And so I think it's just figuring out, honestly, um, what your ultimate – motivation is and if it's worth it to take a big step into it or if you're comfortable with doing that or if you want to kind of um, try out different products and ingredients and really just kind of mix that in and eventually 
like find your new favorites and, and start to slowly but surely crowd out. I think that's um, probably a, an easier entry point than doing it overnight. But for me, there was just mm-hmm. something exciting about kind of twisting it up and um, doing like a challenge. And that's kind of how I, I did it. It was from August to December that I was supposed to do this vegan challenge just to see how I felt. Um, no pressure on myself to commit to it, but I just eventually learned so much about not only health benefits, but also like ethical and environmental and the fact that, you know, the energy that we um, consume also affects our bodies and the way that we function, not just health benefits, but like the energy behind the plants or the meat or whatever it may be definitely transfers into our bodies and manifests in different ways. So learning about all of that really just um, was like an extra motivation for me and also discovering that like it was a form of activism and a form of kind of taking a stand for um, the many injustices that are um, played out through the food system, whether that's environmental injustice or um, health and well-being of um, minority communities, whatever it may be, kind of just seeing this bigger purpose ultimately was also really helpful for me. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I I love it. I'm just, like, soaking up all this information. So we're going to go into a song. Best Life by Cardi B featuring Chance Rapper and we'll be right back right here on the Girlfriend Network. I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M, you know. Ah! I'm living my best life. I'm living my best life. Made a couple M's with my best friend. Turned on my L's in the last like dreams pulling up I'm like I'm living my best life it's my birthday at least that's what I'm dressed I'm like, like big pop mixed with Tupac I'm like Machiavelli Lisa little Caesar pizza I be hot and ready nigga you a pussy and a rat you like Tom and Jerry nigga you ain't falling you just talking that's that commentary I was in the field man I slayed for this had to talk to God drop down and pray for this to my surprise he replied say you made for this I seen the car wanted then I went and paid for it cash cash hit the take yeah I hit the race hit the dash dash that's when they came for me on Twitter with the backlash Cardi B is so problematic it's a hashtag I can't believe they want to see me lose that bad they talking junk and they think these hoes mad trash I'm giggling can let the devil have the last laugh ain't no more beefing I'm just keeping to myself I'm my own competition I'm competing with myself I told y'all I'm living my best life I told y'all I'm living my best life I made a couple L's with my best friends Turned on my L's in the legend You see the whip pulling up it's like Drink pulling up it's like I'm living my best life It's my birthday At least that's what I'm dressed like You don't like money I can see it in your eye you don't like winning, I can see it in your tie. Better be careful with these women when you trick and send and fly. She count money in her sleep and she don't never spend a night. But she trapping and she had to make it happen for her life. Don't be mad because she having shit, you had it your whole life. We had baggage on our flights, we had badges on our asses, you got passes in your life. You had gadgets on your bike. Got work magic, got work magic, got work magic in my life. And that guala like Ayala cause that bag you take my life. And y'all no good and damn well I don't want no champagne. But can we please get some more Please know Andre G like Vonche, reach like Ron James, pep talk from Yonce. Remember my hands had ash like Pompeii, now they hold cash, won't peak like Dante. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I told y'all, I'm living my best life. I made a couple L's with my best friends, turned all my L's in the lessons. You see the whip pulling up, it's like screw. I want to 
set a whole world about a friend of mine. This little light of mine, I'm finna let it shine. I'm finna take y'all back to them better times. I'm finna talk about my mama if y'all don't mind. I was three years old when you and I moved to the shy. Late December, harsh winter gave me a cold. You picked me up something that was good for my soul. Famous homie chicken soup, can I have another bowl? You work late nights just to keep on the lights. Mommy got a trainer with so I can keep on my bike. And you would give me anything in this world. Michael Jackson left the end of love, but didn't get me on curl. And you never put no man over me. And I love you for that, mommy, can't you see? Seven years old, caught you with tears in your eyes. Cause the nigga cheating, telling your lies. Then I started to cry as we knelt on the kitchen floor. I said, mommy, I'ma love you till you don't hurt no more. And when I'm older, you ain't gotta work no more. And I'ma get you that mansion that we couldn't afford. See, y'all, unbreakable, unmistakable, highly capable. Lady that's making loot, a living legend too. Just look at what heaven do. Then it's an angel. The Love Zone USA. Back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Network right here on the Love Zone USA. You are chatting with me, Karishma, lovely Nikone, and our special guest tonight, Haley Thomas. And we are discussing all things about being plant positive. Ladies, now, Haley, I I have a question for you. So we experience, you know, a lot of people and a lot of things of what is accessible as a community nowadays is just people need to grab things on the go. Things aren't quick enough. And when you live in the bigger cities, it's more, I would say, vegan-friendly, vegetarian-friendly, where people are, like, about the healthiest trends. But if you go to just, like, you know, majority of the United States, a lot of it is just what is affordable and what is accessible. So what do you think is kind of like the number one food or the number one area that we need to stay away from that's probably harming our health the most? Um, gosh, um, I, in terms of number one, um, that's a, a really hard one to pick because there are so many different elements um, affecting our health and well-being. Um, and especially um, in communities that don't have like whole foods around the corner and um, in communities where that's not even, even if it is around the corner, it's not an option. Um, I would say right now kind of the the biggest issue is just um, heavily processed foods with a lot of different um, chemicals, ingredients we can't pronounce, and um, excessive added sugars and things like that. I feel like um, those types of foods, which are mostly on-the-go things, whether that's like a, uh, you know, um, a latte or, I mean, I've seen kids literally come into our summer camp with lattes filled to the brim with whipped cream and all the caramel sauce for their breakfast. So um, on-the-go things like that that are um, high in sugar, salt, fat, those kinds of foods um, that are high in calories and really, really um empty in terms of, you know, nutritional value, those kinds of things are definitely um, something that I never really even um, engage with. And I definitely um, find those to be kind of the foods that are the hardest to let go of for a lot of people. Um, And it's because those ingredients, fat, sugar, salt, are all addictive. So, um, yeah, on-the-go foods that are very high in that. So, if there are fast food restaurants um, nearby, those are most likely going to carry those things. Yeah. Yeah, true story. For me, this is several years ago. Um, I would start my day, like, where most people would drink coffee or tea. I was drinking a Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Now, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm drinking a Pepsi, like, and I did this for a couple of years until one day I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, <laughs> it's insane. And the other bad thing I was doing, which I no longer do, well, I'm not going to lie, I still do it, but it's very, very rare. I have to have an absolute dying taste for it. I stopped patronizing McDonald's, Burger King, 
Taco Bell, Wendy's, those things like that, because I realize those are like the absolute worst for you. Um, so I'm proud about that. But I still have a long way to go, long way to go. So, but the good thing for me is that, um, you know, I'm definitely more aware of what I'm eating. I'm paying more attention. And here's the other thing for me, Haley. Now, you talked about your dad. Um, having type 2 diabetes, I struggle really bad with asthma. I'm an asthmatic. So, like, um, I've noticed with me personally in the last few months, I've battled a couple of times with attacks. So somebody said to me, it didn't even occur. Like, I do all these things. You know, I take my medication. I go to the gym regularly. My doctor's always like, you know, you want to run. You want to do cardio because you want to, like, build up your lungs, keep your lungs strong. Of course, you want to stay away from smoke and certain things. Somebody recently said to me, hey, Nacone, what are you eating? Is it something that you're eating that is triggering Mm -hmm. these attacks? And I said, you know what? Holy crap, Batman, like, (laughs) why did I, like, put more salt into that? So now I'm really paying attention every day to what I eat, Um, like, I'm on it. So that's why, too, I'm really happy to talk to you because I really want to do this. But, you know, where I'm really strong in some areas, I'm weak in other areas. Like, I just said to the girls, look, I'm all for, you know, being positively plant power until I see a mm-hmm. damn cheeseburger. And then I'm like, right. okay, <laughs> here's where the struggle lies. Or with me too, um, I'm very, very busy. My life is very active. So for me to come home and cook is like a lot of nights out of the question. Um, even like I get overwhelmed. Do you find yourself getting overwhelmed, Karish? Like when I go to the grocery store, I'm overwhelmed because I'm like, what do I look for? What ingredients do I need? Uh, what vegetables should I be focusing on? So these are all the things that I need help with. Do you have, um, like, any, like, advice? Or I know you said, you know, you have to experiment and, you know, you have to kind of get out there and try to be creative. But, like, mm-hmm. what are, like, the main things uh, that should be in my refrigerator to help with my transition? Um, well, I think the the main things that should be in your fridge are, of course, um, especially starting out, are definitely the um, plant-based foods that you enjoy the most. So really, like, spending time um, making sure that your fridge is docked with the things that you really love, but also mixing in there some new ingredients. So um, some of my favorites that kind of spice things up are, like, um, using arugula as my salad base instead of, like, spinach or lettuce. Um, arugula is a lot more dense in um, different nutrients, and so that always kind of helps to add that in. Um, tempeh I love using as a protein alternative, and that kind of mixes things up. Um, edamame is also a really great protein alternative, um, mixing up the different kinds of beans. So usually, um, you know, we make like black beans, pinto beans, kidney beans, lentils. Okay. Um, right. Really just kind of having a variety, I think, is really important because if you kind of stick to just what you know um, or just what you're comfortable with, then it's kind of hard to expand into into other areas. But I really do love kind of um, mixing up that um, mixture of vegetables, resumes, grains, um, nuts and seeds, and, and honestly playing around with it. Like we do um, in my house walnut tacos, and that sounds like very weird, but you can actually make like a chorizo-like, um, walnut meat out of walnut sun-dried tomatoes, a mixture of tamari and herbs and spices. And when you process that in a, in a food processor, it actually becomes this really delicious, like, raw chorizo kind of taco meat that is um, fantastic and packed with flavor and something super unique. So I I just love adding in some special ingredients here and there, and then really having my spice pantry stocked. Like, um, my family, we are definitely spice hoarders, but it's a good thing and a good problem to have just because it allows us to kind of remix our, our favorite dishes and add twists to it 
through the spices. But um, in terms of the asthma issue, I mean, I think it's definitely something that you should look into in terms of um, kind of the elimination aspect where you take a certain food out of your diet for like a week or two, see how you feel, see how your asthma reacts, and then um, add it back and then see how, how it reacts. Usually right. dairy, um, dairy, gluten, eggs, and even salt can be actually um, inflammatory in the body and cause those um, flare-ups for you. So testing that out and just and just seeing because we're all so different, and so I think that's also another aspect that um, needs to be incorporated into health more is just, like, everything is not going to work for everyone. And, um, you know, we see this even in my family. My dad is, like, super hypersensitive to certain foods like if he has too much apple cider vinegar he will like have some kind of reaction um and my sister if she eats certain amounts of food like she'll get rashes and things like that so it's just seeing and and testing out really how much of what thing is good for you because um you know I could have apple cider shots like year round and nothing would happen to me but for my dad it can be too much so I think it's really just testing that out and kind of getting to know your body and um, fully developing your taste buds, but also um, allowing room to like try new things and introduce new things as well. Wow. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's great. I think that understanding how every food can affect every single person differently, because a lot of it is kind of based on how you of you know, being Indian and growing up eating Indian food. I was just mm-hmm. okay with spicy food. But later in yeah. life, like, I do feel like I'm more prone to, like, acid reflux or just getting, like, mm-hmm. a little bit of heartburn because I've been eating such spicy food for such a long time. And so right. it's kind of about, you know, being able to have that balance. But so my biggest thing, too, is also it's, it's easy, you know, when like, I love looking at recipes and I love looking at these amazing vegan recipes or just, like, really healthy dishes but putting it into action sometimes to get that motivation to be like, I am dedicated. I've been much better recently. Um, I got an Instant Pot, which changed my life because it makes everything mm-hmm. so much more simple. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it, and those kind of little things. But I wasn't realizing until I really paid more attention to my diet. Um, because I think a lot of it was, oh, like, I'll worry about my, like, what I'm eating later. It'll all be fine. And mm-hmm. if I need to do this, I'll just go on a quick diet or go on a fad diet or something like that. But I wasn't realizing, like, how much fruit I wasn't eating, how, how many, like, how many vegetables. Like, I was missing so many core things because really what's easy and accessible is meat and a lot of, like bread and just carbs or, you know, you're eating just pasta and sauce that has like no added vegetable or even flavor. It's just something easy to have. So now, Haley, I know that you've kind of, you know, you've talked to a lot of people and you've talked to a lot of groups about how to be more mindful of your eating. What is something that's like an easy tip for our listeners out there? If they kind of want to, you know, not really been paying attention to what they eat, just been eating whatever is easiest, what is kind of like one step that we can take to be a bit more mindful about our eating? Um, well, definitely my top advice for being more mindful um, when it comes to your food is absolutely um, reading food na- food labels and not even reading them, but investigating them because oftentimes um, when you look at a food label, you can see the ingredients list, but honestly it, it doesn't tell you much if the ingredients list is, um, filled with chemical names and things that, you know, the average person who's not into food science would understand. So um, investigating versus um, reading food labels, I think, is a huge thing when it, um, in terms of understanding what's in your food and being more aware because I've learned some very interesting things by just researching the different ingredients in um, certain products that were my favorites and that made that determining uh, was that de- it was that determining factor for me discovering what this act, like chemical name actually was like um, for instance I remember looking up one time like pizza pockets some brand of pizza pockets um, and I was looking up an, an ingredient that I couldn't pronounce and I found out that it was a chemical name for duck feathers and duck feathers are, are in these pizza pockets that I enjoy and think are literally like you know just 
marinara sauce, cheese, and, like, flour, you know, and so um, discovering that was really eye-opening for me, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to eat duck feathers, so I'm not going to make this choice anymore, or looking into the food dyes and the effects on the body for that, and looking into, um, I know there are some products with, like, beetle juice or secretions from, like, beaver butts or some this weird oh ingredients goodness. that are in our food, and it's like, you would right. never know this by glancing at it or reading it, quote unquote. Um, you really have to like look into your food, and once you are able to identify these ingredients that often pop up in a lot of these products um, frequently, then you can therefore kind of make that healthier choice just by knowing like, okay, this is what that means, and um, this means that you know this is exposing me to uh, bad health benefits or side effects and that kind of thing. So I think definitely starting point is um, reading food labels and investigating them. No, definitely. I'm going to be like there with uh, like Google in one hand and like whatever (laughs) I'm picking up in the other, like making sure I go through this. Um, We're going to go into a song. We're going to go into We Found Love by Rihanna and we'll be right back right here on the Girlfriend Network. Hey, this is Mesa. When it's time to get an update on what's happening with the top seven songs of the last seven days, I check out Tony Diamond's Countdown on thelovezoneusa.com. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. We are talking about being positively plant-powered with the lovely and so, so knowledgeable Haley Thomas. Haley, so um, kind of just um, shifting a little bit. I want to talk about more um, about your happy organization and you working with kids and you finding out that these kids who are in these underserved communities are not getting uh, the proper nutrition and meals. And I remember personally being in school, junior high and high school, 
where, you know, our lunches, although we were excited about it, um, they were crap. Like, Friday was always pizza day, and it was like that Elio's pizza, Mm -hmm. you know, frozen pizza in a box that they would thaw out and serve. And then other days, you make it a hot dog. And But, you know, really thinking back, I'm like, it was really freaking ridiculous (laughs) what we were eating. And I understand um, some changes have been made, but we still have a long way to go. And, of course, um, you know, you talk about the underserved community, so the poor of the community tour the community, excuse me, um, the less likely that you're going to find um, a lot of nutrition in these schools. So, um, of course, um, Michelle Obama has been a big advocate for this. So, you know, you want to talk about that a little bit and what you have found and what you yourself have done to uh, help and put some light on this situation. Absolutely. Um, It's definitely a problem that um, is extremely um, detrimental to the health and well-being of future generations and um, you know that that in itself can can cause so many different problems from physical to cognitive um, you know not being nourished properly nourished during the stages of growth and and things like that so it's, it's a huge problem and you know I've experienced it in, in school before um, my our family health journey you know I was used to the corn dogs at school and mac and cheese and hot dogs and pizza and burgers as, you know, like the foundation of the um, food I had each day. And so I can completely, you know, relate to the issues going on right now in our schools in terms of food nutrition um, when for their lunch program. But uh, in terms of our nonprofit, what we really try to do is just equip the students and families that we um, communicate with with the awareness tools and education to um, make a healthier choice with the resources that they have available to them. And so um, essentially it's really showing first, showing the kids that healthful eating is not disgusting, does not have to be boring, does not have to be bland and can truly be an experience that is fun, engaging, a creative outlet and also an outlet where teamwork can be um, expressed and, and really utilized. And so we really, um, in our programs, when it's, you know, we're teaching kids and everything, it's really about the fun aspect of healthful eating and cooking and getting into the kitchen and understanding your ingredients and how that truly um, equips them with the power to do better in school, do better in their sports, have clearer minds to pursue um, creative endeavors, whatever it may be. Um, You know, it's really about highlighting those really positive attributes of healthful eating and then also talking about the very, you know, with a very real perspective, talking about um, the food system and factory farming and um, organic versus non-organic and really sharing all this. And even if the kids do not have access to these, um, say, organic foods in the area. It's just really important for them to see health and well-being in the food industry as a whole and how um, there, there are many different facets to it. And so we really try to share everything and then break it down in a way that is um, really engaging. And so we do that through games and videos and have them do little projects, make their own videos, make their own food products, um, when they're learning about food labels or have them guess like how many teaspoons of sugar are in um, popular sugary drinks and um, popular sugary food products. And so we oftentimes just share a lot of this information in ways that are are very digestible. And that really has been a a huge um, kind of winning point for us is just making it not boring and also making it not depressing. So oftentimes, like, nutrition classes these days are just kind of like, this is a calorie and, like, vitamin C, you should make sure that you get it, like, eat an orange. And we really want it to be more in-depth than that and more um, comprehensive and feel like something that can truly apply to their lives. So instead of saying, like, oh, just eat an orange because it has vitamin C and you need that, Instead, it would be like eat an orange because it helps boost your immune system and your immune system makes sure that you stay strong and healthy and that you don't get sick and that also like functions in your digestive system and 
what you eat affects your immune system. And so really diving deep into those things and explaining it um, in a functional way because when you just kind of throw facts at people, it's, it's very um, hard to understand or connect to, and it also doesn't really um, give any incentive to take action towards it if you don't see a, an outcome that can be um, useful for you. So we really do that, and we really push, especially um, during our summer camps, the kitchen creativity aspect, and we love having kids um, just go through a spice cabinet and literally go wild with all the spices and, and seasonings and herbs that they can put on vegetables. We oftentimes do little challenges where they'll get like a, a basket. If you watch like Chopped, we do it like Chopped style and we'll have, you know, kale in the basket and tofu in the basket and different beans in the basket and then have them like completely freestyle. And oftentimes we'll have like Italian with Thai infusion <laughs> recipes and dishes because they're just like having um, so much fun kind of playing with that. And so when we are able to change the perception of healthy eating and the perception of fruits and vegetables um, for these kids, they are so much more open to making healthier choices when they're presented to them, Um, whether that's, you know, choosing an apple versus a bag of chips for their snack at their local corner store or um, knowing what to do with a can of beans and knowing that that can provide them with nutrition as well. So we really just try to make it um, something that they can perceive as doable and exciting and fun and something and an outlet for their creativity as well. Oh, wow. That's, thank you know, thank mm-hmm. you so much, Haley. Everything you've been doing is amazing. We are so impressed by you we love you here at the girlfriend network and we really hope to have you join us again soon thank you so much for all the knowledge that you've been giving us and motivating us to live a much healthier lifestyle Um, so if you could just share once again with the um, listeners where they can find you how they can get in touch with you um, just where they can know more about you absolutely Um, you can get in touch with me uh, through my website, Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Z, Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S dot com. Um, there are contact forms on that website, but the most accessible way um, is through my social media, mainly Instagram, at Haley Thomas, H-A-I-L-E, no Y, Thomas. And um, I have recipes on both my Instagram and my website, and I also do posts on Facebook. They're mainly reposts from Instagram, but if you're not on Instagram, you can find all of those posts on my Facebook page, which is just facebook.com backslash Haley Z. Thomas. Okay, Hallie, thank you. I'm following, so I'll be watching you and getting tips and life and encouragement and inspiration from all of your posts. So thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure sharing and talking about health and our journeys with each other. Thank you so much, Haley. Um, Wow. Nicole, what a great show. It's been so wonderful. I feel like I'm so inspired now to, like, next time I go grocery shopping, I'm going to be reading everything on the back of everything that I pick up. I but, know. Um, yeah, right? thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, listeners, for an amazing week. Be sure to tune in to us next Monday, same time, same place. We uh, love you and have a blessed week.